Hello and welcome to the Elastic Bands podcast with me, Juliana Scheel. This podcast contains details of emotional, physical and sexual abuse and I just want to warn anyone who might find these topics triggering or upsetting. If you think you might have been affected by any of these issues, contact Women's Aid on 1-800-341-900. So I'm here with my friend Jordi Sheridan, who I met through campaigning for Women's Aid. You've probably done loads of interviews and I had a conversation with you a few days ago and we both said we feel like we can't really share the full details because companies that are sharing our stories and giving us a platform very generously have to protect themselves from being sued. But this podcast is a bit more open and we decided that we just kind of talk about whatever we'd like to talk about. No, that sounds, it's just more relaxed. Like you feel like you don't need to bounce over what you're saying or like make sure yeah. they're okay with what you're saying yeah. it's kind of just more like it's kind of just the story as it as it was yeah if that makes sense yeah so I guess we'll go back to the beginning the background <laughs> and how you met and kind of how the relationship kicked off um so I met him in it was kind of like a youth oh, it's kind of like a youth group or like a youth collective in um in Dublin basically they went around to schools and did like kind of workshops with TY students I think it was like once or twice a month um so we were kind of up there once or twice a month and when I started that I was with another guy and um, now like I was only young and it was kind of one of those relationships where like you saw each other in town and you barely looked at each other like oh like we're all so young um and so I was I was with a guy when I met him and then kind of as time went on we kind of get got to know each other a bit more and me and the fella down here had broken up but yeah, so we got together then, I think I was like 17. I I say 17, I actually don't know if it was. I think it was 17. Um, and then we were together for two years, kind of on and off. It was very much on his terms when it was on and when it was off. Okay, so what was yeah. the actual relationship itself like? It was my first like proper relationship. So I think all in all, like I wasn't really sure. The start, it was quite, I don't know if you'd say normal, like, he, he lived in a different county and I lived down in Wexford so kind of we traveled up and down to each other I would have gone up to him a good bit um because I had friends around where he was so I would have gone up to him seen him a bit and then I would have come home and then every so often he would have come down here um like I would have I would have gone up to him he lived in Dublin so I would have gone up to him a good bit more um I'm not really sure like looking back at it like he never really had a huge amount of interest in coming down to my family um mm-hmm. which is probably a red flag in itself but I never really connected to that um yeah never really got to know them really well it was always kind of put down to the fact that I was younger so you know I couldn't really go out drinking with them if there was like a party or anything you know he'd get invited but I was kind of too young so I couldn't go because I wasn't drinking yet um so that there was kind of always that excuse of like oh we can't go because you know whatever whatever you'd bump into one of them in town or you'd bump into a few of them and it'd always be kind of weird um but like I never really put much thought to it like I never really thought it was anything strange like obviously again now looking back on it um like I was with him for like two and a half years and kind of rarely met any of his mates mm. you know there was a decent amount of space between us it was like two and a half hours between us so like I'd go out with my friends down here um and you know in his mind that I'd never kind of be okay kind of be fine at the start of the night and then midway through the night kind of he'd call me upset about something or something that's been put up or something that's been said um and you know like I introduced him to all of my friends he knew all of my friends and um, so he followed them all on social media so you know if 
someone put a picture up that he wasn't happy with, you know, I'd get the call and I'd get given out to about either what I was wearing or who was in the picture or what I was saying in the video, if it was a video and kind of all above. So it kind of nearly came to the point where on nights out, my friends just stopped taking pictures of me because we already, we all knew what would come from it. Like we all knew that by the end of the night, I'd be getting a call and kind of getting it down the phone that like I was disrespectful and I was doing everything that made him upset and he was kind of jealous and he wasn't sure what was going on and all kind of the, you know, how do I know you're not doing anything down there? You know, he had to know what I was wearing before I left the house going on nights out. Um, like he'd have to know if I was wearing a bra before I left the house, kind of even if I was going to school, like if I was, if I had a massive jumper on and you couldn't even see anything, he'd need to know if I was wearing a bra. Um, just kind of weird little nitpicky things that like I didn't really open up to my friends about it for a long time because I was like I think this is weird you know I don't think my friends will like the fact that he's doing this but and like, I don't know if you're the same but I didn't want to tell anybody. So did your friends and family have a different view of him? My mom had really gotten to know him really well like he would have come down here every so often and now that I like talk to my sisters my older sister said she never really grew to him very well like didn't warm mm. him at all um and two of my friends were quite vocal about the fact like when I was with him they were like we don't really like him we don't we don't think he's a good person um, and okay. like when we were away I went away to Amsterdam for my sixth year holiday and one of the girls saw that he was asking me if I was wearing a bra and it was one of the days that I'd left the hotel without one and I had to go buy one and she was like, why are you, like, this is just so odd. Like, why are you going to buy a bra? Like, it was, like, so hot in Amsterdam. It's, like, the last thing you want to have on. Um, and the girls were like, why are you going to buy one? And they, the two of the girls that were on the holiday with me, they were the two that were like, no, we don't, we don't like him. And then it ended up being that he didn't like two friends that didn't like him. There was a few different kind of vibes with my friends. Some friends liked him and then some friends just obviously didn't. Do you think when they started telling you that they weren't fond of him, you stopped telling them things that he was doing? Um, like kind of. Like they would have been two girls in Wexford, so like a lot of the stuff he would have done, they wouldn't really seen. A lot of the time would have been in Dublin. Um, and you know when they did see things down here, they were quite quick to come up to me and be like, "You okay? Like what just happened?" and they would kind of be like, no, please explain it to me because we like that wasn't right what he did. So like they were probably the two people who like kind of went at it in like the complete perfect way. And they were the two that kind of was like kind of made me aware of what was going on. Like I was aware of it, but I think they were just very good at like kind of how they phrase things to me being like, you know, we can see what's what's happening and like, you know, we're going to stand back and like help you when you need help. But like we're fully aware of what's going on so I don't think I stopped telling them things um because I just felt like they were really aware of everything that was going on mm-hmm. um so when you got out of that relationship how did that unfold um like the breakup kind of went on over a few days it could have been a few weeks and it all kicked off when I was in a picture with a fella that he didn't like um and he was quizzing me on why I was in this picture with the fella um and then I kind of got home from that work trip and I was like this just isn't right like I was getting really he really went at me this day um he called me he was sending me paragraphs he was like you know I can't stand you I can't believe you've done this and like 
I was kind of more so really confused I was like I haven't done anything Mm. wrong and I think that was kind of when I was like okay this is really not right like all I was I was in a picture with a group of fellas and he didn't like one of them so I was just like yeah I know I've done nothing wrong here and I think that was kind of when it clicked in my head of like I have done nothing wrong you know you've no right to be given out to me like this um and I feel like I, I was lucky in the sense that like I think something just flicked in my head and I was like like yeah I'm like I'm done here like I'm terrified I don't really want to leave you but that was kind of the last straw like I'm really I'm gonna get out now Mm -hmm. um so I got back to Dublin and we met for coffee one day um and I was kind of really straight and kind of like I know I can't like I don't want to be with you anymore like this is kind of ridiculous and like I purposely did it in a public space because I didn't really know what he'd do I just I he was quite unpredictable at that stage like I just didn't I couldn't really read it in my head about what how he'd react to this um so like we met in like a really public coffee shop like we sat in the middle of the place um and he would be very kind of aware of what other people thought of him anyway mm-hmm. um as in like not just his friends and his family like literally everybody like people walking past him in the street like he kind of it's nearly like he had to know absolutely everybody liked him so I kind of had planned it so that, you know, we were in the middle of a coffee shop. Like, you can't really do anything here because you're so aware and you're so, like, you want everyone to like you that I don't think you'll react in a, in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of just straightforward. I was like, yeah, you know, like, this has gone too far. Yeah, your reaction to that was, like, just really out of line. Um, and tried to break up with him that day. And he was like, no, like, just give me another chance. Um, you know, he said he was going to go to counselling um which he did go once and then after the one session he was like you know this relationship's going to be great you know I've gone to counseling and I'm like you went once I was like you know I I don't know how else to explain this to you but like I can't be with you I left that conversation that day and drove down to Wexford that night with my mum and just sat out in my car that in my mum's car that night and was like I just called him because I was like this is the only way I think this is actually going to be able to end like Mm -hmm. me being able to like kind of stand my ground it's the only way it's going to happen is if I'm actually not in front of him and kind of ended it over the phone it was kind of just the easiest way I felt like every time we met up it was more messy so after that the first couple of months after the breakup did you tell people close to you obviously your two friends already knew but like your family and other friends um no like I feel like some like obviously those two friends knew and then kind of closer to when me had broke up um I told another girl in college and then one more girl in my group of friends so like they knew part but again like I hadn't got into detail with anybody like I think I was the only one that knew to the extent of what was actually happening so like it wasn't yeah it wasn't until I'd say four or five months nearly after we had broken up that I had fully actually opened up to one guy I worked with um I was on the way up to a workshop I think it was in Tipperary or something with um, one of the guys I worked with and one of my really good friends and I just opened up in the car and he was like can we help with anything and I was like oh I'm going to counselling and stuff and he was like what are you going to counselling about um, and he, did, he didn't know kind of anything that had happened he actually didn't know at all that kind of what had gone on during the relationship he kind of thought we had just broken up um, so that was the first time I think I'd nearly told the story like start to finish to one person again kind of leaving out parts that I was too I don't know if I hadn't really dealt with them properly yet so I didn't really want to speak it speak them out loud um but at that point then after I told him I think I started to open up more um 
more people and then it was only at the start I think it was the start of summer 2020 kind of once everything started to open up again I went over to one of my best friend's houses and we all sat outside and had a barbecue and drinks um and I like properly opened up to all my best friends about it I told them literally absolutely everything they sat down with me and they were like we know you're still going to counseling about it um and if you like they kind of said to me they were like look like we're all here and we know kind of there was a lot of messed up stuff happened um but they had seen me on a lot of nights out kind of getting either triggered by something or just kind of seeing someone and wanting to go home and they never really questioned it they were always just like yeah okay let's go um so I kind of sat with them that night and just told them everything and it's it was a big night and I think again when I woke up the next morning I was like oh, I just, there's a lot of people that know everything now and like there's only four of them like and it felt like the whole world knew but like they're four of my best friends and I knew they'd never walk away and say it to anybody mm-hmm. else um but there was kind of that comfort in knowing that like okay I have four people that know everything now and I think they're probably the only four people that know kind of the relationship start to finish like obviously I put the video up um and that had a lot of it in it but they know kind of like kind of all the details about what had happened so it is kind of comforting to know they know it um and it's kind of strange to know that I'd only opened up to them about it like a few months before I had actually put out the video like as we were saying the other day like I kind of feel like now I've talked about it so much it doesn't even feel like like obviously it's my story but I still feel like I can talk about it and I can kind of take myself away from it a little bit so the like the fear kind of the upset about it Hmm. isn't as extreme now as it probably used to be and what was your relationship like with yourself when you got out of the relationship I was like 19 I think when I got out then I felt quite small in myself like I had been kind of squished down for a long time so I didn't really know myself very much I think everything that I had known was around him um, and kind of he had controlled everything he was in charge of everything so you know the relationship ended and all of a sudden I had like a lot of just a lot of like freedom like and I have explained it before in a way like it was like I had moved out of home for the first time and like my parents aren't even strict and it was like I had kind of freedom to do everything and not have to like check in with someone or like let someone know where I'm going or what I'm doing or Mm. again what I'm wearing it was kind of just a like I could I could leave the house without my phone without fear of being given out to or not kind of contacting someone so there was just a lot of like they're not, it's not even a little thing but there were kind of little things that I kind of ticked off my list of like yeah I'm okay that's a fine to do like you know and did it kind of quite slowly like there was a lot of stuff that I did quite slowly coming out of it like I started to go out again I didn't really want to go out in Dublin for a long time after we'd broken up um, and like Dublin's a big place and there's a lot of people but like every time I saw someone that could have resembled them I kind of freaked out and mm. um, you know like smells like smell of aftershave like and that's still kind of tips me over like the smell like if it's the aftershave that he wore like I just get uncomfortable straight away um so like there's still kind of stuff like that that I'm still working through but there's also there was stuff that within the first week like it was kind of yeah like I had the freedom to do kind of whatever I wanted to do mm-hmm. um which was scary but it gradually got easier as time went on yeah and like loads of people when they come out of those relationships they describe it as an extreme high of like you're talking about really free and there's no one constantly leering over you and then it kind of plummets because your detachment has been cut 
and then kind of everything that happens to you just kind of like piles on you at once and that's when I think you can either start going to therapy and kind of helping yourself or you try to push it down and ignore it and be like I don't want to waste another second of my life on this person um I definitely did the second one at first which one did you feel like you did more for the first week I was like oh my god this is mad you know like I have so much freedom I was so glued to this person for so long so like one of the first things I noticed was my phone was so quiet you know like there was no one texting me 24 7 so like I pick up my phone and I'd be like oh like it was nearly, nearly like oh no one no one's looking for me which is like one of the main things I saw because I was I nearly missed it and then you kind of sat back and I was like no you don't miss it but it was something that I was so used to mm-hmm. like being checked up on it, and it was in a healthy way but I was so used to being checked up on that it was kind of such a strange thing to like look at my phone and not be being checked up on constantly um, and it didn't stop the first week you know like he kept coming at me for a week or two after um so kind of as things calmed down it was that kind of stuff started to kick in everything kind of hit me at once when we broke up I don't think I was like oh that was an abusive relationship I think it was in the months after I started to realize you know a lot of the behaviors he was showing towards me weren't healthy and they were abusive and it is quite a scary thing to kind of look back on it and like realize that that's the label you would put on it Mm. um so I think that took me a while as well to kind of get my head around and like people around me started to label it as an abusive relationship before I did and then all of a sudden the label of your domestic abuse survivor it just kind of happened quite quickly after we had broken up so I think like three months after someone said that I was a survivor and I was like I'm what like (laughs) I've not I've not even like I've not even come through kind of the just the breakup part like I'm not even through like the grieving someone being there part I'm not even into the you know becoming aware that that was abuse so So, like a lot of people that you know knew far before the video before you went public like on Instagram and stuff yeah oh I didn't know that mostly it was mostly those four girls that knew Mm -hmm. um and I think about three girls in Dublin knew um, and I kind of talked about the fact that, you know, like it wasn't a healthy relationship, but I don't think I put the label of it was an abusive relationship on it. So like, I haven't really talked to my mom or my sister as much about it. Like they obviously knew again that it wasn't healthy, but I hadn't put that label on it myself yet. Like I had gone to therapy and the therapist was like, that was an abusive relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. But like, obviously I don't, I don't know if what it was. Like, I don't know if I had nerves of putting it on it and the therapist that I had as well kind of explained it to me being like you know there's physical abuse is the one we see the most Mm -hmm. and mine was emotional abuse so she said you know like and she was the one that mostly taught me the fact that like it's still abuse if it was emotional she said to me one of the days she's like I don't know if it's the fact that your abuse wasn't physical that you're nervous about putting the abuse label on your relationship I think that's why it probably took me so long to put that label on it because I was nearly nervous to say it because it wasn't physical and then the more I looked into it I was like you know emotional abuse is as kind of harmful um so it was kind of I think a good few people around me knew that the relationship wasn't healthy and I I knew that relationship wasn't healthy but it took me a long time to feel comfortable to put the kind of abusive relationship kind Mm -hmm. of label onto the relationship because I just I, I didn't feel comfortable with it yet and I don't think I had come through um dealing with it all just yet do you think even now there's some kind of like weird stigma shame about calling yourself a survivor of domestic abuse because 
people will treat you different and look at you differently? Yeah, it's one of the things of like, if I just walked up to somebody tomorrow being like, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse, they'd be like, straight away in their mind, it would go to physical abuse. They probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even think about the emotional abuse part. Um, so it's nearly like you have to really say, you know, I'm a survivor of emotional abuse. Intimate and kind of get them abuse. to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And kind of get them to know. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's one of those things that like, a few times I've done interviews you know people are like oh my god it's such a horrible thing and someone uh dm me and said like oh you know like I was in a physical abuse relationship too and I kind of had to sit back and really correct them because I was like that's not what my relationship was and I think it's just a lack of awareness yeah and like there is still a lot of people being like oh it's just not as bad it's just hard to explain kind of it sets me back a bit when someone's like oh it wasn't physical abuse like it couldn't have been as bad um and like, I don't know how to correct people on that yet. Mm. I'm still kind of, I think, trying to get the words to kind of correct it because I think it kind of does. It sets me back a bit when when someone's like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere as bad then. Mm. I think definitely like emotional manipulation stays with people longer than the physical stuff. For me anyway, like that's what you yeah. go to therapy for. It's like your relationship with yourself has been completely mutilated by another person and someone that's so close to you and that's a lot more damaging than any physical stuff obviously it's all horrible I'm not it's like it's not just shouldn't be it shouldn't be like a scale of yours is worse than mine mine was harder than yours and I think people that haven't experienced it they can't put themselves in the shoes sometimes and I think that's kind of where there's a weird like wall and they can't understand but that's why it's good to all share our stories and talk about it yeah exactly um, so what are some things that you do and have done in the past to kind of heal yourself when you get into one of those kind of holes of, um, you know, when you're kind of reminded of those times? What are some of the things that you do? So I was in therapy kind of like as we broke up and then stayed in it for a few months after. And like the therapy did help loads. It was more so like every time I thought back to a situation and remembered the situation, it took me a while to get through that one. Mm. um so like my therapist got me to go home and like write a list of stuff that um like parts that I remember she was like if you just put it down in one word like you know don't write a whole sentence because that could get you too heavy into it she was like write down one word of things you remember um happening and then kind of we'll go through them then in counseling and we'll kind of figure out parts of it um so like that was that was kind of handy because I feel like sometimes when you're talking about stuff you've you don't even forget it but you kind of push back the kind of scarier or like kind of darker stuff because you don't want to bring down a conversation or something but I think you know even when I finished like when I stopped counseling I moved back down to Wexford it was one of those things that like that stuff still comes up and like you can work through it and stuff but I think myself anyway I've still got kind of triggers by parts of it even though we had talked about it for hours in counseling I think I still it can still kind of upset you Mm. um I kind of had to be okay with the fact that this stuff was going to upset me for a while. Um, and I think I got into the rut of like kind of getting annoyed at myself whenever something came up and it kind of ruined my day. I get annoyed at myself of like, oh, I'm annoyed that this is still causing me like kind of harm or this is still causing like this is still an issue for me. Um, so just kind of sitting back and kind of allowing myself to get upset about these things because I knew that was kind of the way I was going to heal over them. I'm in a relationship now and at the start of that relationship, I didn't just like, you know walk into our first date and tell him all my like 
trauma and be like this is all that happened to me so like you know mm. stuff's gonna come up sometimes like it took a few weeks and he didn't know the extent of the things that happened when I had put the video up like I was kind of only freshly with him when I put my video out and I texted him and said that I was gonna do it and um you know we don't have in-depth conversations about it much because like it can it just kind of it can send me down a fairly deep hole but then mm-hmm. and I think it's normal there are parts of the relationship sometimes or things that are said or like you know there might be a trait that my the guy I ha- I'm with now has and I'm like oh that kind of reminds me sometimes of my ex or like you know if he says something like even like a sentence sometimes can send you back into like a whole mm. a whole week of your relationship so I'm much more open with him now I think at the start you know if something was said or if something was done like I just kind of go silent and my way of dealing with things even in my last relationship was to just go quiet and not say anything and just kind of it was nearly a way of just protecting myself like I'm not going to say anything else mm-hmm. um because you know like my ex got annoyed at me if I had said like certain things so like I did just start to go quiet and it kind of became something I did in most situations I think where I just go silent because I didn't want to say anything else that would upset him you know my boyfriend now he's aware of all of that and he's aware that you know when I go silent there's something on and there's something going on in my head and sometimes he just leaves me go silent because sometimes I think it's the best thing for me to just kind of deal with things in my own head and then when I'm ready I'll come out and I'll speak about why why I went quiet or what upset me and it's just kind of I think it's just learning like I think I'm still learning on how to process things that bounce up and you know it's just communication with my new boyfriend and kind of just to chat with him about how how I'm feeling like you know my last relationship had very little communication and it was kind of just you know what he wanted he got I'm just kind of learning how to communicate in a new way I think what you said is just so important and it's the same for friends you can learn how to support someone who's been through something like this but everyone's different and it's more about putting in the effort with that person than just learning generic support techniques so when you first met him did you find it very hard to trust a man again yeah like I had I hadn't really gotten with anyone like I like I hadn't really had a serious relationship between the two I think I got I became quite like defensive whenever a man would come over and it was nearly like a like the only way I can explain it is like on nights out with my friends you know if we had had a few drinks and a guy kind of approached us my way of dealing with them approaching us would just to be get just to get angry I'd just be like go away like we didn't invite you over here Mm. um because I think it went from one extreme to the other like in my relationship I had very little power you know didn't say much like felt quite small and then when that relationship ended between now and then I think when a man approaches me I straight away want to feel like the bigger the bigger person and the stronger person and like the louder person because that's just something that I wasn't allowed to be Mm. in my relationship so I think it took me a long time to like you know see a man and be like okay you actually might be friendly you know mm-hmm. we can have a conversation instead of like seeing a man and being like fuck off fuck I don't want to talk to yeah. you even on nights out now you know like my friends know if someone approaches us like I can erupt quite quickly and mm-hmm. I think it is just one of those things it is it's one extreme to the other like straight away I was like coming out of the relationship I felt small and I felt tiny and I felt like I'd never be able to like kind of look at a man and trust them and now I'm kind of you know when I'm on nights out I am the loud person that like if a man approaches me and my friends and we haven't kind of asked them to or like you know if they won't go away like I do get quite big and I do get quite loud because like 
it's nearly a protecting me and my friends I think it's trying to like make myself feel bigger and maybe mm. even better yeah um, but it took me quite a while to trust my boyfriend now like not even in a trust way like I knew straight off the bat he was a good person like I'd we're from the same town and I kind of knew of him which was nearly kind of a nice safety barrier I was like yeah okay we're both from the same place like I know you like we can't mm-hmm. you can't be that bad background check um and yeah and it was kind of just kind of it took a while for me to kind of yeah put my walls down and be quite relaxed with him um and it took me a long time to even bring up the fact that my last relationship wasn't nice I think whenever you know like you get with someone and you're always like oh you know what was your last relationship like I was like I don't really want to talk about mine and I think quite quickly he figured out that it wasn't a good one but he didn't really ask questions until I felt comfortable enough to kind of bring it up mm-hmm. so I don't even know it feels weird to say that it didn't take me long to, tr- to trust him I'm kind of strange in the fact that like I trust someone quite quickly and then you know if they break my trust it takes me a long time to get the trust back mm-hmm. so I feel like I trusted him quite quickly but it was a com- like kind of being comfortable around him when he asked me out I was like nearly like a are you sure you want to go out with me and like <laughs> when we were going to see his friends I was like you sure you want me to come like he's very much like come to all my friend events or like you know like come see my friends like I know his friends so well like I call all his friends my really good friends now and it's just kind of nice to be able to do that and you know like he'd come to all my friends things and it's just not it's like I don't need to second kind of guess myself or like make sure that like he's on like not even on good behavior but like I just I feel like I don't need to kind of bubble wrap what he's saying to me or what he's doing because I know he'll never say or do anything bad towards me and like my friends know that as well and like I think in my last relationship I think I was always quite careful about what he did around my friends because I didn't want my friends to not like him and I knew that like there were times he could say something to me or not even grab me but like at times like he has he'd kind of like grab my hand and like brought me to a different room and like my friends were always like we don't like that whereas now like I don't need to fear that that could happen with my with my boyfriend now because he's just so just laid back and chilled and like just wouldn't do that and mm. um, so it's not even trusting I think it's just like getting used to a completely different male and being like hey, you're a good man like you mm. know there are good men and you are kind of a good man yeah um so yeah it's just it's kind of nice it took a mm. long time I was like you sure <laughs> I don't think you're real but then I kind of after a while I was like okay it's fine but I think that period of kind of rejecting any kind of new man because I definitely I definitely went through that and I've definitely seen some of my friends go through that where like it, it'll come back slowly but being afraid of men or not being comfortable around men is like completely normal coming out of those relationships especially ones you don't know mm. yeah yeah what is the biggest lesson that you've learned coming out of this relationship kind of the fear of men like I think it took me a long time to kind of single him down to like one man and he isn't like all men it's one of those things as well that like a lot of people are like you know when we were out in bars and a guy would come up and you know I'd react quite explosively they were like you know like that he might be lovely and I'm like but how how am I to know that like you know I thought my ex was lovely and like here we are so Mm. it's one of those things for a long time and I yeah I still am like I'd be quite explosive if someone came up to me and I didn't invite them up to me because you don't know what they're going to be like so I think kind of singling him out to one person took me a long time but I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've had of like he is one person like he isn't going to be everyone I meet um but as well just 
kind of just let like letting what happens like happen I could get upset about something that happened in my relationship like tomorrow and it's like not allowing myself to get angry at myself it's just to let let it be kind of I got really angry at myself to the point where like you know I sent myself in a heart like a really bad kind of spiral about six months after my relationship because I just started to get annoyed at myself that these thoughts and these feelings weren't going away um but like I needed to just let my feelings like be and kind of heal over all these things but also to learn that like you know I'm not going to heal in six months or a year you know Mm -hmm. this stuff takes a while and it's just to kind of let my to let it happen kind of at the kind of at the speed it wants to happen I think I it took me a long time to even start some people might not even think about going to therapy for another for like a year or two after their relationship Mm. and then it'll take a few years after that to kind of let all the big things in your relationship to kind of become a little bit smaller so I think probably the biggest lesson is just kind of let things happen at the speed they're meant to happen at um and to just not rush Mm -hmm. to not rush kind of your healing your healing is going to happen as quick or as slow as it as it wants to happen yeah and what would be a piece of advice you'd give to someone that was in your situation at that time I confided in like a group of like my four closest friends and like told them like you know as much as I wanted to tell them like to be fair I told them pretty much everything but I kind of told them most of my story and it was kind of a comforting thing to know it wasn't just you that knew your story and it wasn't just you and you're not like dreaming up of these things you know like I told my friends two of which kind of was going on quite quickly in my relationship so I'd say like the biggest advice is to just tell it doesn't matter if it's one person like or like six people or if it's like just your therapist you know it might be easier to say it to your therapist instead of somebody you know but just kind of let it out there that you think there might be something weird going on in your relationship but like you're kind of working through it if it wasn't like a piece of advice for people who kind of know somebody in a relationship like this as well is to like just be that friend that just sits there and listens and you know have the women's aid number on your phone send them if they need it but also like just being the friend that sits there and listens is really really helpful sitting there and just listening a lot of people I feel like when you start to speak about your relationship they're like oh yeah that happened to me in a relationship like five years ago and it's like Mm -hmm. but just sit and listen and then like your time to speak about your relationship will come it sounds like you have amazing friends that really supported you and I feel like I have really good friends that supported me but I think us becoming friends from both being open about our stories it's like a different kind of friendship and I feel like like we've never met in real life which is bizarre um because we talk so often but I feel like especially after Ashley Murphy died like I remember I like couldn't go to the vigils I was so upset I was like crying and didn't leave my house for like four days and I spoke to my friends and then I spoke to you and you were like I feel the exact same and we could have like this big conversation um and like how it was triggering and like stuff that only really victims can connect on and understand so I think there's so much to be said for if you've been through this to reach out to someone that has also been through it and kind of like there is a small community of us kind of online on Instagram and girls that do like campaigning and stuff and so yeah I just think that's really important to have someone that kind of understands properly how you might feel about things that are triggering I remember that day I was going up to Sligo with like my boyfriend and like to see his friends as well that weekend and like I was driving along Wexford Quay and there was a vigil for Ashton on the quay and my boyfriend asked he's like do you want to go to it and I was like no like I 
think I just want to like let's just drive it was a part of me that nearly started to feel guilty that I wasn't going to it but there was also a part of me sitting in the car being like I don't think I'd be able to stand there and like obviously there are a lot of people upset there but like I was actually worried that I'd get into like an hysterical state and like have to be like carried home obviously it was hard like it, it was such a weird week I think for everyone but I think domestic abuse survivors had like a whole different feeling that week and it was so nice to know that like it was just so nice to have that conversation with you to know that like it wasn't just me feeling like Mm. you had that pit in your stomach of not knowing really how to feel and it was nice to be with friends but it was like Mm. like the highlight not the highlight but the nice part of the weekend was to know that I could just chat to you about it and we felt Mm. kind of the same it's kind of a, a nice part of a really horrible week yeah definitely okay well I think that's everything thank you so yeah. much <laughs> no problem my earphones keep falling out I'd say this is like just like parts of the zoom that just has like my ear falling <laughs> thank you so much for listening and once again if you've been affected by any of these topics call Women's Aid on 1-800-341-900 Women's Aid also run a campaign called Two Into You which provides support for Irish women age 18 to 25 they have a chat room you can message into and ask anything you like as well as plenty of information on what an abusive relationship looks like on 2 into you.ie.